We want to be our best, feel our best and live our best. But achieving our best isn't as cut and dry as do fitness, eat good, get results, happy. 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 To find joy, good health, balance and contentment, we need to show valour. Valour is courage, courage to face challenges, to endure, to struggle, to be exposed to all of your vulnerabilities and to face it all without any certainty of the outcome. On the Valour Podcast, we share the methods, strategies and ideas that can help us all achieve our very best. This is Valour. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Valour Podcast. My name is Stu. Today, we're going to talk about decomplicating weight loss forever. It's a topic I don't really want to go into too much that often because I think it's like, like we keep saying on this podcast, there's a little bit more to it than you know, what we want to achieve. And when you sort of put all your other kind of ducks in a row, then this kind of will happen. I'll talk about that a little bit in this. But, you know, if, if you're coming, if, you, if your goal is to get weight loss for the fact that you want abs or a bikini or to be as skinny as possible or whatever, there's a little more to what's going on than that. A little more behind the scenes, a little more up in the noggin that we need to probably uh, visit. Um, I'd probably suggest first speaking to a friend or family about whatever it is that you're thinking about, whatever's going on in your mind, or going to see a psychologist and having a little chat Highly recommend it. Um, yeah, it might just help put you in the right mind frame and mindset towards thinking about a little more of why you feel this way. Why is it that you want to be skinny or want to have abs or whatever? Um, and these conversations that you have and times to sort of think about it should hopefully put you on a little bit of a path that has a little bit more purpose to it and a little bit more direction and understanding of why you want this and and what you really want more often than not it's um you know we're feeling not so confident in ourselves a bit of lack of self-esteem or something in that way and we need to address that and weight loss isn't exactly the answer to that it might contribute it might help in some way and it definitely should be a part of the the goal um but smashing the gym and eating dust and leaves is really not a healthy method for doing that for achieving that it's going to cause other problems an absolute plethora of i think i pronounced that well plethora plethora of problems um so which is a topic i'll probably go into a little bit more in the coming episodes um but yeah just i thought i'd quickly say that now before we talk about weight loss because um yeah, it's a touchy subject, um, and I think we, when we are having a crack at it, so you know, dieting or whatever it is that you'd want to do um, or need to do more, like more so, we're going in with the right intentions, uh, and that's absolutely vital. Um, yeah, this is going to be good. I, well, let's move away from that. Let's just talk about it now. So, when it does come to fat loss and weight loss, the information out there is absolutely insane uh, and the majority of it's just you know money driven it's companies wanting to sell their product or their idea or whatever to you to make some good cash off you um, they don't often address the problem properly they don't give you the results that you need they might give you some result but they often flip the other way and you end up rebounding or bouncing the opposite way 
And uh, they've all got a thing in common is they kind of put you at a position of, you know, being held at arm's length, I guess, where you don't actually understand what's going on. It's the magic pill. Or it's the magic style of diet. That's the magic. That's what's causing it. And it's not giving you an opportunity to be educated and to learn and understand how it all actually works. How does food work? How does fitness play a part? How does going to the gym and smashing out workouts play a part in the fat loss? Do you know? Do you understand? Or is the are these companies blinding you and confusing the shit out of you and in my opinion they are they're so goddamn confusing you know where you get companies that tell you that you don't need to eat carbs and then you get ones that say actually eat all the carbs but don't eat fat then you get told nope don't eat any meat go vegan and then we get told well if you drink this skinny tea or take this shake then that's going to get you the result some might say eat protein, but it must only be white colored protein, no red protein, red meat. You know, don't eat this food, insert any food here because it's fattening. You know, eat only a thousand calories a day. You must fast, you must do intermittent fasting. You must do training while you're fasted. You must only eat within a particular window after training. You can't eat after five. You can't eat carbs after five. You need to eat after five, but it needs to be this product only. It goes on, you know, walking burns more fat, cardio burns more fat, weightlifting's useless. Actually, weightlifting is what we need to do more of. It's an absolute mind boggle, and um, it's very hard to work your way through it and get an understanding for it. Pretty much all of that's wrong. All those statements, everything there is wrong. The only one that actually will have a good effect on fat loss would be intermittent fasting. And I will explain why or how, or probably self-explanatory as I explain how all of this actually works. I'll also explain gym and where gym fits in this because Sometimes we place far too much emphasis on the effect of your workout. You see those particular types of gyms now that strap you onto heart rate monitors and put your heart rate up on a screen to uh, exhibit how high your heart rate goes, trying to sort of prove to you that that's the most effective way. You're burning the most fat. Like, hurrah, look at you go, burning all that fat with your super high heart rate. Again, a little bit of bullshit in marketing there. Clever marketing, but it's not really... It's just not accurate. So, here we go. Let's get into it. Let's talk about the three variables, the only three variables you need to actually pay attention to and care about when it comes to making change to our body composition. This also relates to weight gain, muscle gain, performance enhancing fat loss all of those different things so let's do it there's three variables to create a calorie deficit which is to lose weight calorie maintenance which is to maintain where we're at or calorie surplus which is to put on weight weight i'm using that very loosely that could refer to reducing fat increasing muscle mass increasing fat Reducing muscle mass, all of those different things. That's going to more depend and get a little bit more complex, but let's uh, kick off with what we're on here first with. So the three variables. You've got your your gym. Go into the gym or your chosen exercise, your chosen sport. That is your eat, your exercise activity thermogenesis. That is just that 
one hour of session that you do a day or every second day or whatever that contributes to energy expended, which obviously would contribute to fat loss. We then have our daily just general activity, our NEAT, something at the gym we've spoken about quite a lot lately uh, in September. We did the step challenge, which look on technicality, because you're intending to do it, it's probably under the eight category, but the purpose was to get our bodies moving more just in our general day to day. So I'm chucking it underneath um, and I think it should be put underneath. So neat is just your daily movement. If you work an office job and you go home and you watch television, play PlayStation, you know, not do too much, your daily neat is going to be low. Therefore you require less energy to be, you, sorry, you expend less energy in your day. If you have an active job, like you're a, a tradesman working on a job site, your NEAT is probably going to be higher. If you're a nurse, you're going to walk around the hospital a whole lot. Your energy expenditure is going to be a lot higher as well. If you are someone that always takes the elevator, always takes the escalator, avoids the stairs, once again, you're probably going to be spending less energy. Really important that we think about how much energy we spend in that low impact sort of stuff each day. The last variable is our daily food intake. So what we shove in. There are obviously different degrees of how far we go with our food intake on terms of terms of quality, macro breakdown, blah, 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 blah. But let's just keep it to these variables. Your gym, you eat. Daily activity, you eat. And then your daily food intake. Let's start with eat. So it's that energy that we expend during intentional exercise. Um, it's what we do to get fitter. It's what we do with the mindset that we're going to burn fat as a result as well. Um, but in reality, across your day, if you go to the gym and do a workout or go for a run or whatever, it's really only going to contribute to about 5 to 10% of our daily energy expenditure. That's it. The only chance we have of increasing that above 10% is going harder and for longer. But that's a hard thing to do. If you're a day, everyday person who you know, has kids or has a job or has all these other things on which a lot of us do, has all these responsibilities, it's going to be very hard to go beyond that hour. You know, one of the main reasons people say, I can't go to the gym anymore, well, it's the reason they stay, is that they just don't have time, which we all know is bullshit. But we all say we don't have time. So if you want to lose, burn fat, via gym and you barely got more than an hour well you're only contributing five ten percent even if you go significantly harder you know you got your heart rate monitor on instead of being at 160 you're at 170 for that whole hour oh yeah your percentage might just go up just a few still it's still one hour it's it's only a tiny portion of your day so it's a little bit overblown you know, it's very hard to go beyond 10%. Maybe if you were you know, more of an elite athlete and you had the time to rest properly, recover properly, manage your body well, to manage that increase in impact. That's the thing that we haven't thought about is when we train hard in the gym, obviously you pull up sore, you are exhausted. You can't do gym training for the focus or the purpose of burning fat for an extended period of time every day. It just can't happen. You know, try to three, four F45 sessions in one day, every single day for a week. 
yeah, you are definitely going to bear more fat. That 10% is more going to push my baby towards 15, 20% a day. But your body will be absolutely rooted, especially if you're trying to balance it with going to work, possibly studying, having kids, sitting in traffic, all those other commitments. There's not the time available to adequately recover for that increased stress on the body. And the increase, the higher stress, the, the activity. So like, you know, CrossFit, if you're smashing out CrossFit workouts as hardcore as possible every session, yes, you will burn a slightly more greater percentage of fat, but at what cost? At the cost of being exhausted and sore and potentially injured? You find that, I bet you have a, have a think, if you're the kind of person that absolutely blasts out a workout every now and then, just goes just hell for leather, what do you do the rest of the day? Do you continue to have a fairly active day or do you get to the couch and go, I am zonked, I cannot move, I'm just gonna sit down. So in that case, our daily activity, that neat is gonna be reduced a little bit. So exercise, sport, gym, five, 10%. If you try push it, it's very hard to manage and maintain. You get about five, 10% out of that. In terms of neat, 10 to 20% of our daily energy expenditure will come down to that. So if you move a little bit more in your day, you go for more walks, you know, probably talked about in the step challenge. If you have an average of 10,000 steps or 15,000 steps a day, you're gonna be pushing more towards that 20% of energy expenditure. If you're a more sedentary person, then you're gonna be more down towards the 5,000 steps a day. You're gonna be probably down again towards that 10, 11, 12% of energy expended through NEAT. Now, NEAT is far easier to increase because it's low impact, it's low stress on the body. You just move more. You opt to take the stairs. You opt to park at the furthest part away from the supermarket, which also helps reduce the risk of someone smashing your car. But you park at the, like you walk up and down the aisles, you may as well park at the furthest spot. What's another few hundred meters? It's nothing to you there, but it's everything to an increase in need if you did that on the daily. If you said that rather than parking 40 meters away, you park 200 meters away every single day for seven days, well, that's what, 1400 meters extra times, or double that actually, it's 2800 meters extra you've done. Well, you've done 2800 meters. I'm not doing the math on the 40, all right? Just back off my brain, I've wired up on too much coffee um, because it really helps give you guys an animated podcast. But when it comes to math, it's in that over arousal period where math ain't gonna work. You get my drift, all right? If you park further away over a seven day period, 2,800 steps. If you only do, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. 40 meters away. Oh my God, Stu, seriously. <laughs> It's the same thing. It's 480. You just had to take off the zero, mate. 480 meters. 480 meters. 4,800 meters. I'm glad you guys were here for that. Could you actually hear the cogs ticking through my brain just then? Because I felt them. They were grinding. They feel rusty. Um, <laughs> let's get on with it. Move more, yeah? Simple message. If you move more in your day, it accumulates over time. But the impact on your body doesn't accumulate anywhere near as much as the impact of your gym sessions will if you try and ramp those up. So it's far more sustainable to increase NEAT. That's what NEAT does. 
The rest of our daily energy expenditure is through food digestion and your, your BMR, your basal metabolic rate, which is just what you need to live and survive. Organ function, blood pumping function, brain function, all of that. We can't really change a lot of that. Um, On to daily food intake. It's what we eat. Something that we can control. It's obviously the most challenging one. Um, and it's because it's probably the most challenging is probably why it's easy for companies to kind of market this and play to your weakness which is your daily food intake or eating the right foods because there's so much good stuff out there so these diet companies can be like well here's the answer to all your problems it's it's the area that we wing it the most we're like sweet i'll do the gym four times a week i'm gonna walk every day food i'll just you know that'll sort itself out it'll be fine but we do need to pay a little bit of attention to it. Doesn't mean we have to go nuts on it. You know, we might start with just eating a little bit better, being a little bit better. And then we might start with paying a little bit more attention to it, cutting a bit of junk out, eating a little bit more vegetable. Then we might look towards tracking our food for a little while and just getting a better understanding on what food calories are, what they do, how they work. And we can sort of build up from there. Now, before we go into the depth of all those things a little bit more, let's talk about how those three variables work so let's say the goal is fat loss we have our eat we have our neat and we have our food okay if we are looking to lose a bit of fat we might be 100 kilos we're trying to just get that down i'm not going to give a number let's just work our way down currently we're the kind of person that's pretty sedentary we don't go to the gym at all we have an office job and we don't eat well easy fix here in the start in the beginning we want to just increase our eat a little bit, increase our neat a little bit, and decrease our food a little bit. Doesn't have to be drastic. Let's just start with those three things. Go to the gym two times a week, increase our steps to 10,000 steps a day, and eat a little bit less shit. Do those three things for a month, you will see change. It's important to stick with that thing for a period of time so we get actual results and data. If you stick to one plan and do it for one week, you don't get the results, you don't get the data, you can't really judge whether it worked or not. Very often we do that. We, ah, it didn't work. Mate, you did it for four days. How would you know? So you might want to give it a month. You might want to just have a crack at that. Two gym sessions, 10,000 steps, eat a little bit better. See what happens. If that starts to work, then we can go, sweet, it's going the right way. I don't really have the time yet to commit to more gym. I'm pretty happy with my 10,000 steps. I don't think I can fit more in because I'm a pretty busy person. What else can I do? Clear option there would be to dial in the food a little bit better. Let's back off alcohol. Let's back off sweets. Not a lot, just a little bit. And then let's see what happens. Another three, four weeks or so later, we've improved again. Sweet. That's good. Could we do a little bit better? Yep. Yep. All right, my fitness feels pretty good. I might up the gym to three sessions now. And my neat, once again, I'm going to keep to the 10,000 steps because I'm fitting that in well. I feel good with that. So I've increased the gym by one. That's going to help contribute. My food, it's getting better. It's pretty good. I'm sustaining this. I might only have takeout a couple times a week. Let's see if I can back that off one more and maybe just go takeout once a week. Again, another few weeks. Let's see what happens. Bang, a little bit more improvement. There you go. Just tinker with those variables. If it's, let's give it 
a bit of a different example. Let's say that you are someone that steps an absolute ton, goes to the gym an absolute ton. Um, Actually, no, change it. Let's go, doesn't step very much, goes to the gym like an absolute monster and is all right with your food. So you absolutely blitz it. You do whatever, F45 or CrossFit or something, but you go hardcore day in, day out. So hardcore that you can't move the rest of the day and you don't want to move. So your needs low. Your food, pretty good. What do you do next? How do you alter those variables to get towards, again, a fat loss? My suggestion would be, hey, let's dial back the fire breathing in the gym. Let's, you know, out of the seven sessions a week you do, let's say three to four of those you go hard and just the remainder, you just dial it back a bit. Let's dial back to like 50, 60%. Let's just move well. If we do that, you're going to probably have a little bit more energy available, a little bit more, a little bit less soreness to then increase the need. Let's set a target. Let's go 6,000, 8,000, 12,000 steps or just move more. If you don't have a tracker, that's cool. Just move more. See what happens there. That might have a greater effect because remember, your NEAT is going to contribute to a greater percentage. Your NEAT happens all day. Your eat happens for that one hour. It's harder to change. You could also have a little crack at dialing in your diet once again. You could look towards maybe tracking your calories. Let's say this person does eat really well most of the time, but doesn't really know too much on quantity. In that situation, you might want to get yourself a MyFitnessPal app or something and just record it. See what happens. See what comes in. Play attention. Play around and experiment a little bit. When it comes to that food diet side of stuff, I highly recommend you know speaking to a nutritionist or someone and getting some help from them in the beginning. Um, I think it's just vital. Our nutritionist, um, Kristen, is an absolute gun. Um, nourished fitness and nutrition. She's a weapon, so speak to her. Um, you can find her on Instagram if you're not local to us. Um, but look, this is how I would... This is the system we like to follow at the gym. First stage is just be a little bit better. Eat, make better options. We know what better options are. We don't need to make you know a whole hoo-ha out of it. It's just eat less junk, back off the heavy foods, eat more vegetables, win. Next step would be to work on like the 70-30 kind of rule. Let's try and make that 70 30, 70% of our foods quality. Quality meaning nutrient dense nutrient dense meaning the stuff that's got good vitamins and minerals in it so our our vegetables and our fruits and things like that uh and then 30 percent uh energy dense what's called energy dense which is your macronutrients so your carbs and fats and protein and stuff um your next step could be with that 70 30 rule tracking protein just tracking your protein intake a guide for that would be let's say approximately 1.8 times your body weight, roughly, give or take a little bit, doesn't really matter. 1.8 times your body weight is a good rough protein intake number. If you don't hit that perfectly, doesn't matter. But if you're working towards that, sweet. That's going to help you. That's gonna mean that you're going to probably be eating a little less of the more heavy stuff, your carbs and your fats, and you're gonna be getting a little bit more that's gonna come in and help support muscle maintenance and growth and things like that, which will then hopefully which when then will reduce soreness and things from your training as well. Um, yeah, your next step would be 
calories and still maintaining that protein target. So tracking your calories, I would suggest, I really like the James Smith PT calorie calculator. Just search that up, James Smith PT calorie calculator on Google, and that will give you a really good um, starting um, guide. Track your food and try hit that protein target. If you have a calorie target and you're eating roughly 70-30 and you have a protein target, you are highly likely to be eating pretty damn good food. You might not need to go further beyond this. So once again, work on that for a few weeks, five, maybe three to five weeks, see how you travel. And if it's still not going in the right direction, or it is, but could be dialed in a bit more, then we can go towards the next stage. But I don't think you need to go there. I think that's a really good stage. That's the stage I sort of tinker around. That's how it all works. Quickly, I'll give you an example of maybe a bit of muscle mass performance uh, increase. If you're looking to increase your performance for sport or whatever, obviously your food intake needs to be looked at. You need to be eating good food. If you want to fuel your body, you need to have a good amount of carbohydrate and protein and, and nutrient-dense food or else you're not going to run well. You, know, you don't want to put crappy oil into a decent engine, so let's put some good oil in there. So food's got to be paid attention to. Your eat, obviously, your gym sessions need to be increase because you're trying to increase your performance so that needs to be at a good standard uh, your neat also needs to be at a good standard so as you can see already i've said that we need a good amount of eat we need a good amount of neat neat especially in terms of helping an age of recovery um, having a nice active recovery and then your food needs to be paid attention to that's more commitment in all three which means more sacrifice more attention more honest hard work to achieve that. So you need to make that, take that into account before you set that goal of wanting to smash out this sport, cool? If you're not at that stage yet where you can commit all of that to a sport or a performance goal or whatever, let's just work on just getting that eat and eat food right to maybe a more simple level first. Watch your fitness increase bit by bit, then ramp it up. The mistake that gets made is we go from zero and we have that goal of being hero, yet those three variables are really not in check and we're gonna to have to work our way into them a little bit at a time. Like we talked about in episode one about habits and purpose and stuff like that. Just remind yourself of you know, why you're doing this and, and how you're doing this and what actual kind of level of commitment needs to be made to, to get there. Rightio, that's our three variables that you can change. That's fat loss just made a little bit more easier to understand. Just pick those three variables and work on them. There's no magic pill, there's no BS there. If, if something's going wrong, it's one of those three things that needs to change or two of them or all three of them, okay? I don't recommend changing all three at once because how are you gonna get the data? How are you gonna understand what's gone right or wrong, okay? So figure out what your three variables are and play around with them from there. That is decomplicating weight loss forever. Bye. Thank you very much for listening to the Valor Fitness Nutrition Mind podcast. My name is Stuart Cunningham. If you enjoyed the episode, 
please send us a like, send us a comment, share it with a mate, give us a rating on the iTunes or whatever you're listening to this on. Every little bit of support helps. Looking forward to bringing you some more stuff next week. This 